freedom fighters, freedom lovers, and those who just want stuff for free. Hello, it's your humble host with slightly above average looks, intelligence, and style, Mr. Palumbo. And I want to say hello, bienvenidos, and welcome to the Professor Liberty Podcast. Well, it's Monday, folks, and I hope everyone's having a a good week. I hope everyone had a good weekend. If I sound a little uh, froggy, I'm kind of coming over some weird, I'm getting over some weird head congestion, so uh, maybe it makes me sound more mysterious. But it's Monday, so I thought we'd do a little bit of a motivational Monday, so make sure you buckle up, you keep your hands and feet inside the car at all times. And remember, if you give me a written review at Apple Podcasts, a five-star rating, I will send you a free Professor Liberty sticker. All you have to do is email me or message me on Facebook and let me know, and then once I verify it, we will send you a free sticker. The email to the show is professorliberty1776 at gmail.com. So today I want to discuss courage. And I want to show, I want to talk about how throughout history, people with courage have changed the world. I want to encourage you out there today to stand up for what you believe, because courage is contagious. There's a common idea out there that most of us don't matter, you know, we're never going to make a difference. And while you and I may never change history in some epic way, the idea that you don't matter or that your courage or you have no influence is just not true. If you're a parent, a sibling, a public servant, like a policeman or firefighter, a doctor, an athlete, a celebrity, heck, even just a friend, you have immense influence around people in your immediate sphere. This is something our culture has forgotten. Today, Everyone is for themselves. But back in the day, we knew that if we knew that we were responsible for one another, especially if we held high office or if we had some kind of special standing in society, we knew that we were responsible. But even though the mass millions of us are never going to change the world, there are countless individuals throughout history who had the courage to do something or not do something. And that had an amazing impact on their community, their nation, and the world. So I'd like to share about courage today and about how people who are courageous can change the world. Today's episode is called Courage is Contagious. The genesis for this idea is kind of interesting, and the podcast kind of really came together in a very odd way. Uh, I was watching uh, this documentary about General Sam Houston and the Alamo. And it was based on Brian Kilmeade of Fox News, his book by a similar name. I actually read the book about two Christmases ago, so I thought, heck, I'd watch the show. Anyway, they were discussing the Alamo, and Kilmeade was interviewing a retired Army officer. Kilmeade asked the officer, why did the men in the Alamo stay and fight instead of leave? especially when they knew they were going to die. Well, the military officer said something interesting. He said that courage is contagious. He said that as one man stands and fights, it causes another to do the same. And that really hit me 
You know, and I've been thinking about it. I thought about it all weekend. And you know, it's true. If you look at situations throughout history, sometimes it just takes a courageous step by one person to spark a chain reaction. You know, we tend to think being courageous means somehow we're unafraid, like we're Iron Man or we're Superman or some superhero and we're staring down this super duper alien bad guy, right? Well, obviously, that's a false view of courage, which comes from watching too many of these fantasy superhero movies, of course. Merriam-Webster defines courage as, quote, mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, and difficulty. So as you can see, courage isn't anything about being unafraid. It's about strength, the ability to push through, to stand up, to speak up. Notice it says to withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Well, to withstand means to resist. So to have courage means we resist the fear that we obviously have and we do whatever it is we're called to do. You know, my favorite definition of courage comes from John Wayne, who is quoted as saying, courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. And I've always appreciated that definition. It's okay to be afraid. Being afraid is part of the equation. You are going to be afraid. But the people that are courageous set aside that fear. And I think the reason why courage is contagious is because others see that you know, it, it, in, a, in a small way, this is kind of like when you're in class, okay? You're in, I'm in class, <clears throat> excuse me, and the, the kids, I say, is there any questions? Are there any questions? And you know there's questions. I mean, I've just been doing this long enough. You can see their faces. But everyone's too afraid because they don't want to be the dummy. They don't want to be the one that doesn't uh, have the answer. And I see this with adults too, Right? And then you'll have that one kid raise his hand, sheepishly raise his hand. And, and then right when that kid says the question, you'll have two or three other kids nod like, oh, yeah, that, that's, what I was, that's what I wanted to know. That's what I wanted to know. That, that's exactly this, what I'm talking about, right? One person taking the lead and having courage spreads to the rest of the group. It's absolutely true that courage is contagious. As one man stands, others will as well. It's kind of like that scene in Bugs Life. If you guys have seen A Bugs Life, there's those big nasty grasshoppers. And at the end of the movie, they're back. They're back to get their their bounty. You know, they they're they're kind of like gangsters. They hold the ants hostage. Uh and if they don't provide all the food, uh you know, there's going to be trouble. Well, anyway, in this scene, uh one of the ants, that I forget his name, stands up to the grasshopper. One little ant, and one little ant is insignificant, right, to the big nasty grasshopper. But as he stands up, and he actually kind of starts getting beat up by the lead grasshopper guy, I think his name was Hopper, he gets beat up by Hopper, the other ants start to get, you know, they start to get angry. And then one ant stands up, and then another ant stands up. Next thing you know, the grasshoppers are overwhelmed because of the thousands of ants that stood up together. Now, that's just a silly animated movie, but the concept is still true. Courage is contagious. As I was researching for this podcast, I came across the story of the Tenement Square Tank Man. Now, some of you guys might know this story, but those of you who are younger might not. The story of the Tank Man takes place in China, 
in June of 1989. Many young people today see China as just another capitalist country, but it's a communist country. Well, it's communist in name only. They've maintained the authoritarianism of the political side of communism, and they've kind of given way to a more semi-free market capitalism uh, when it comes to the economy. And we'll talk a little bit about that uh, a little later. Some actually have argued that this shift from real communism to kind of pseudo-communism stems from what happened during Tiananmen Square, the massacre there, and the actions of the tank man. So anyway, in June of 1989, many Chinese citizens were protesting the authoritarianism of communism. They were pro-democracy. They were a movement of students, doctors, heck, even military leaders also joined in. All across China, over 400 cities were rising up. Many saw this as finally the end of uh, communism in China. And China, being the authoritarian regime that it is, and still is, sent the army to squash the protesters. And it was a brutal crackdown. And since protesters weren't allowed to possess any firearms, they couldn't fight back. Hence why it was a massacre. You see, unarmed citizens are easier to control. But I digress. So after the brutal crackdown, the Chinese military was leaving. I mean, they they just destroyed the protest. Uh, They broke the protesters' will. Uh, There were, you know, hundreds if not thousands of people injured and killed. So as the row of tanks were leaving the square, right, the military took over the square and the military was moving out. Well, while they were going down the avenue... Some random unidentified man dressed in a plain white button-down shirt and black slacks and carrying two shopping bags walked into the street and stood in front of the tanks, blocking their path. At first, the lead tank tried to simply maneuver around the man, but being undeterred, the man just moved with the tank and remained in its way. Suddenly, the mighty communist army who had just destroyed the protesters was stopped by a guy with shopping bags who refused to move. One ordinary person with courage. You guys Google this or YouTube this uh, and you, you can see it. There's some, there's some good versions and some not so good versions. At one point, you can hear when you watch the video... The unman climbs on top of the lead tank and he's banging on the top hatch and who knows what he's saying. I'm sure it's pretty colorful language. But if you find the right video, you'll notice something. Right when the man climbed on top of the tank, there were loud cheers and applause. You see, boys and girls, courage is contagious. Photos of the tank man were smuggled out of China. And they were put on newspapers and posters and the TV screens all over the world. Sadly, no one knows what happened to Tank Man. Images and videos of Tank Man are extremely censored by the communist government to this very day. Why? Because courage is contagious. The grasshoppers don't want the ants rising up. Most believe the authorities took him away and executed him. No one really knows. Some people believe he's still alive because if, if the Chinese authorities would have had him, they would have shown him and made propaganda videos out of him. 
But that one man's courage gave courage to other Chinese men and women trying to stand up against totalitarianism. Many protesters in Eastern Europe were quoted as saying, if the tank man can stand up against tanks, we can resist the Soviet Union. And while tank man was, he wasn't successful in bringing down communism in his country, he certainly helped its demise elsewhere. The Berlin Wall and the end of Soviet Union, communism in, in, in the Soviet Union would happen that same year in October 1989. Now, some of you might say, well, it seems like Tank Man's actions were in vain. The communist regime is still in control in China, and people still don't have any real political freedom. Well, we could say the same thing about the Alamo folks, except we know how the story ends. We know that Houston beats Santa Ana at San Jacinto, thus winning Texas independence. The courage of those in the Alamo spread and strengthened others, and they won their conflict. Now, we know China's on the rise, but the story's not over, boys and girls. We see the large shining cities, but, and we buy all their stuff from their factories, but a lot of it is just a facade. Most of China is poor with no government assistance or representation. And Tank Man still haunts party leaders today. In an article called How Tiananmen Square Changed China, the Washington Post writes, quote, For the last 30 years, the Chinese regime has never allowed an official investigation into these events. Textbooks in China ignore this piece of history altogether. The media cannot report on Tiananmen on the Tiananmen crackdown, as the government bans publications related to the event, even in English. The topic has become China's biggest taboo. Government censors internet searches for Tiananmen massacre, tank man, and even today. Unquote. Now, we could go into the disgusting compliance of big tech with this censorship. You know, Google is bowing to China and censoring information, which is disgusting. But, I mean, they censor, they censor us here, too. So, I mean, is it a big surprise? But what I want to point out, boys and girls, is that I think the grasshoppers are nervous. Why all this censoring of Tank Man? Why all this censoring of the Tenement Massacre? Well, first they do this, as we know, when we're discussing fake news and biased media, they know whoever controls the narrative controls the masses. But another reason why they censor Tank Man is because they know heroes are dangerous and courage is contagious. If the downtrodden in China were to learn about Tank Man, they just might get the pesky idea to copy him. This is why we're not learning about the Founding Fathers or the Declaration of Independence in school. They don't want you to be infected with the pesky ideas of freedom and liberty and limited government. No, they want us to learn more about how racist America is. And if young people think that America is racist, they're going to be more open to changing America from how it is originally founded. It's the same thing, folks, just opposite sides of the coin, controlling the narrative. Whatever people are learning through information, that's what they're going to believe. The good news, however, it seems that many parents from all colors and ethnic backgrounds here in this country are pushing back against critical race theory being taught in school. And that's a good thing. Maybe some parents 
are witnessing others speak out, and they're getting the courage to do the same. Just like the men on the wall at the Alamo, they're relying on each other to be strong and speak out. And that's the point, boys and girls. That's what we need to do. So maybe you're feeling beat down today. Maybe you're thinking that the country's going down the drain and there's nothing you can do about it. Or maybe, you know, there's something in your life that, that you just have accepted is, is the way it always is. I want to encourage you to find courage. Take a stand. Even if no one is with you. And to tell you the truth, boys and girls, uh, probably nobody's going to be with you because they're afraid too. Take a stand even if no one joins you. Because if you are standing in the truth, the truth will ultimately prevail. And you never know. Your act of courage might embolden another and then another. And then maybe you see the change you want to see. But even if you don't, that doesn't mean you failed. In fact, you're probably going to fail, at least at first. This isn't the movies. Tank Man, wherever he is, if he's still alive... God bless him, hasn't seen the fruit, the full fruit of his one act of courage. But he has influenced thousands and thousands after him just by standing in front of a tank. Stories of the Alamo still still inspire us today. Now, maybe your one act of courage isn't this, like I said, isn't this grand historical event. Maybe your one act of courage is to, you know, ask your boss for a raise Or maybe your one act of courage is to share with your relative that one thing that bothered you for so many years and you want to get it off your chest. Maybe your one act of courage is to go to one of these uh, PTA meetings and cheer on someone who's got the courage to stand up and speak the truth. Maybe your one act of courage is to wear a MAGA hat. Just to say, I have political speech in this country, and I don't care what you think. I have free speech in this country. And I kind of alluded to this a second ago, but if you don't have enough courage to stand up alone, strive to help someone else who is pushing back. If you see someone pushing back, give them your support. Get behind them, and then someone might get behind you. Folks, there's a lot of dark forces out there. There's a lot of ideologies that are coming for our history. They're coming for our country. They're coming for our kids. And they're filling young people's heads with poisonous ideas. Communism, gender confusion, all of these things. If we don't speak out against it, who is going to do it? We have to. You have to push back. If you know something is wrong, you have to push back or support those who are pushing back. You know, personally, I think Tank Man's simple act of courage will one day prevail and communism in China will fall. In that same Washington Post article, it reads this, quote, China's expanded security regime requires significant budget allocations to police activities each year at every level of government. This diverts funding away from productive and welfare-enhancing programs such as education and health care. What this says to me, boys and girls, is the political elite in China are still scared to death of ordinary citizens becoming tank men. They're so nervous and paranoid that they have built probably the largest, most technologically complex police surveillance state in history. 
they're basically modern Stalinists, if you think about it. I mean, when you have all the power, you become paranoid that someone's going to come take the power, right? And that's where the government of China is. However, all that money going to the police state means a lot of other basic services are being ignored. The millions that are in the nice cities are content with their consumerism. But how about the billion poorer Chinese in the countryside? And the mainstream media won't tell you this here in our country, but there are more and more demonstrations and protests happening in China. Every year they go up and up and up. Maybe the facade is going to finally crash someday. I guess we'll see. I wonder which one of them will become the next tank man. Here at Professor Liberty, we seek to educate, inspire, and restore. If you like this podcast, please give me a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to email the show, the email is ProfessorLiberty1776 at gmail.com. Please send me all your government, economics, and history questions there. If you're interested in looking at some of the lessons I've developed, please go to TeachersPayTeachers.com. Until next time, go throughout the land and proclaim liberty.